Hi, everybody. Bob Olson here from Afterlife TV. You know, a lot of people ask about my story. They ask how I went from private investigator to afterlife investigator and then really became a psychic medium researcher. It's, a, it's an odd story. It's a weird story, uh, something that I just fell into. And so I just figured I'd sort of give you a rundown how that worked. I went to school for criminal, criminology. I got my degree in criminal justice. I was going to, uh, in, in my mind, work for the FBI or the ATF or the DEA. And when I went and interviewed with those agencies, they told me, you know, Bob, what you really need to do is get some experience, go become a police officer, and, uh, and then come back to us in maybe five years or so. Well, uh, that wasn't something that I wanted to do. I immediately ended up becoming a private investigator. I, I got lucky enough to apprentice uh, with one guy for a few years who was a very well-known uh, PI in Massachusetts. And uh, after apprenticing with him, I ended up taking over his agency and, uh, and that became my private investigation agency after he was done. I investigated a lot of different types of uh, cases uh, that I went through before finally settling in on one particular specialty. But at first, you know, I did some, some fraud cases where I would go undercover and work for a company that thought maybe one of their employees was ripping them off. And I would... Uh, uh, work as an employee and figure out who that was. I worked for what we call domestic cases where uh, I would follow people who uh, w their spouses thought were cheating on them. Uh, in most cases, they were. If, uh, if you think your spouse is cheating on them to the point where you call a PI, chances are they probably are. In, in almost every case, uh, that's, that was the result. That's, it's, not a, it's not a glamorous job. You do a lot, you know, you follow people around in their car, you wait for hours, you eat lousy food, uh, and, it, and it's not as exciting as they make it look on TV. I eventually started doing criminal cases as my reputation grew. Worked for a lot of criminal attorneys since it's the police who arrest people and then do the investigation to put people in jail. It would be the alleged criminal's lawyers, defense attorneys, who would call me to investigate the case from that end and try to find the evidence to show that they were actually innocent. Uh, believe it or not, most of them are not. And so what would happen was uh, the I learned that if I did a really good job, I was really actually helping criminals go free. And I did do a really good job, so I recognized that that wasn't something I wanted to do anymore. I, I did uh, several murder cases, and I realized uh, I couldn't live with myself anymore by, by helping those people out in that way. I eventually settled in on personal injury cases where I would investigate accidents that took place. Uh, it might be what we call product liability. It will say if a toy hurt a child or a crib uh, hurt a child. Sometimes I did a lot of playground accidents, uh, accidents that took place in, um, on escalators, for instance. Uh, or we had like car accidents or workers' compensation accidents where people got hurt on the job and I would investigate uh, to see what happened, interview all the witnesses, take photographs of uh, any products or, or uh, evidence that needed to be photographed. Look, look those things up. Uh, if it, it was a product liability case, we would 
do all kinds of research on the company that made it and manufactured it and make sure to get copies, you know, those actual products in hand so we could test them on our own. So anyways, those are the kinds of things that I did. In 1997, now I had been a private investigator for many years and my father died. <clears throat> and it was like a shock to my system. Like, you know, first of all, he was 64, I was 35. He died fairly young. And uh, he had been uh, ill for a while, so it's not like it came as a big surprise, but it was still very devastating to me. And for the first time in my life, I started to have questions about the afterlife, questions, things, just things that I never thought about. Where did my father go? You know, is, is there an afterlife? You know, is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Is the, you know, all these things that I had learned over time. These are the questions that went through my mind. And I decided that since I was a private investigator, I would use my skills as a PI to investigate the afterlife. Who better to find out, right? Well, the first couple of years didn't quite go so well. I had no idea really where to find the answers to these things. So I, I investigated uh, uh, psychics and tarot readers and astrologers and palm readers. Uh, I really had no idea where to go to get this information. I was on the right track with the psychics, but I was getting a lot of vague uh, information from all of these people for being the skeptic that I was. I was, I was very skeptical, and so uh, I only saw the information they gave me as, as being a bunch of vague generalities, nothing concrete, nothing convincing enough to make me feel as though it was evidence of the afterlife in any way, and really it wasn't. And until finally, in, uh, about two years later, in 1999, I had a reading with a medium, a psych, what's known as a psychic medium, somebody who communicates with spirits. And of course, being very skeptical, I made the appointment. I realized, I said to my wife, you know, um, you know, I should just cancel this appointment. I'm wasting my money. You know, I might as well just give it to her and not even go. Uh, but my wife convinced me, look, you know, you're doing this investigation. Who knows? You know, maybe you'll get some evidence. This is what you're looking for. I went to the reading. The reading went so well. It was a one-hour reading that I signed up for, but it went so well that the medium didn't want it to stop either, and I ended up getting a three-hour reading. Three-hour reading with a lot of concrete evidence that came through. Really convincing evidence. Evidence that, as you'll hear a lot of people say, that get readings with mediums. Information. Now, this, this, I had never met this medium before. Uh, she didn't know me. We were strangers to one another. She knew nothing about me, and the information that came through was uh, just amazing, things that she could not possibly know if not for communicating with my father uh, in the afterlife, my grandmother, and, and several other um, loved ones in spirit who came through that particular day. It was enough evidence to be uh, convincing to me and crack my skepticism wide open, make me realize, boy, there's a lot more to life and death than I ever realized. And what this did was it set me off on, it like uh, turned my investigation into overdrive. And all of a sudden, I decided that not only was I going to investigate it, but I was going to write a book about it. So I wanted to do some really detailed research about this information so that I could write about it and share it with other people. Well, I started to test that particular medium and uh, eventually met other mediums along the way. Within the first year, I had met several. 
and uh, very gifted people who allowed me to test them in all kinds of different ways to see what the boundaries were of their ability, what was possible. So I was learning about the ability of, of, of spirit communication along with information about the afterlife. As I was getting readings and I was watching uh, other people get readings. I was learning information about the afterlife because that's what you do when you get readings uh, with people uh, coming through in spirit. And I was taking all this information, carefully documenting it, writing about all the things. And one of the things that I did was I, I wrote about my best readings, my favorite readings. And I started to put those online. I had created a site mainly for this reason called ofspirit.com. I think our original motto was uh, we are all originally of spirit. So it's O-F-S-P-I-R-I-T.com. And uh, that site, of course, grew like crazy. We now have over 3,000 articles uh, for the mind, body, spirit field on there. But my stuff was all on the Psychics and Mediums page, the articles that I was writing about my favorite readings. And it was getting so much traffic, so much attention from the public that I decided about two years later in 2001 that I would... Uh, create bestpsychicmediums.com. And when I created bestpsychicmediums.com, I took all those articles, put them on that site, which really became my recommended list. Those were the most extraordinary readings I had. I wrote about them so that people like you could read about them, see what that reading was like, but also what the personality of that particular psychic or medium was like, uh, what their reading structure you know, was like, and see if it resonated with you. That's the kind of uh, personality and style of reading that you liked so that you could have a reading yourself. Well, this, you know, this just continued with time and I kept testing more and more uh, mediums along the way to the point where I tested hundreds. I stopped counting at 300 and that was years ago. And I, I started analyzing the best readings from the worst readings and trying to determine what made one really extraordinary, what made one mediocre, and figure out, you know, why, how this ability works, uh, why it works better with some people than others, and just answer all those questions that you have about psychics and mediums, which I did, of course, over time. You know, a lot of people say to me, you know, who appointed you uh, the tester of psychic mediums? And and that's sort of the point is nobody did. I didn't even appoint myself. This is not something I ever wanted to do. I never woke up saying I want to be an afterlife investigator and I want to test psychic mediums. Never wanted to do that. Uh, I fell into it. It's just something that I fell into. I use the word test uh, because there's no better word to use. If I say I tested a psychic medium, you know what that means. I actually came up with a 15-point test that I follow when getting a reading so I can analyze it in, in comparison to the other readings. And, but at the same time, it's just easy to say I test a psychic medium and say, well, I get readings from people and I analyze them and I compare them with all the other readings. You know, you know what it means. And so I never appointed myself the tester. I just ended up testing people first for my own research, for my own benefit, to answer my own questions. And then because I started writing about them, I ended up testing people so that I could share that information about who the best ones were with you, with the public. 
And that's how I became known as the Psychic Medium Researcher online. That's how uh, bestpsychicmediums.com became so popular. And then later, Best Psychic Directory, because a lot of people uh, were asking about psychics and mediums who I had not yet tested, I said, hey, I'm going to create a directory where the public can write reviews about their best readings the same way I do. They're shorter reviews, they're brief, but you will get the gist of it. And it allows you to go to bestpsychicdirectory.com, uh, click on any psychic or mediums listing and, and read the reviews that people have written about them. That way, if someone has no reviews and another person has 70 reviews, it makes it easy for you to choose between the two because you know you got 70 people who are raving about their reading with somebody and the other one doesn't have anybody raving about them okay this is sort of how it happened I uh, created these websites along the way just to share this information first it was ofspirit.com magazine then it was bestpsychicmediums.com then bestpsychicdirectory.com now I got afterlifetv.com just to sort of present this information to you in video form Along the way, though, in uh, probably the year 2000, I started to expand my investigation beyond just psychics and mediums. I started to expand it in other ways by having experiences with other practitioners or researching and interviewing uh, people who have had experiences, like people who have had near-death experiences, people who have died for a few seconds or a few minutes and then come back to life. Maybe they were revived in the surgery room or something, the emergency room. Uh, these people had these experiences where they were floating above their body and saw their, their body below them, saw the doctors and nurses trying to uh, revive them, uh, saw a spiritual being come and greet them and maybe bring them to the spirit world where they were then told they, it wasn't their time yet and they had to go back. Near-death experiences I started to research, I started to investigate uh, past life regressions and actually have my own past life regressions. Again, I was skeptical about past life regressions. I, I really didn't know what to believe until I had my own experience. It brought it from, well, I wasn't even a believer, but it would have brought it from a belief to a knowing. I went from skepticism to knowing right past belief because um, once you've had an experience like that on your own, all of a sudden you know it's true. It's true for you. It doesn't have to be true for anybody else, but you know on a cellular, on a soul level that you actually had another lifetime. You experience it in multiple ways. I felt things. I smelled things. I saw things. I knew what it was like to be in the body of that first guy. His name was George, big burly guy with lots of hair and uh, from 1642 in some Celtic land. I had that experience. You know, it'll live with me forever. Uh, it's just one of those vivid experiences that never leaves you. And uh, ended up then later going having other past life experiences as well, other regressions. I investigated channelers, people who communicate not just with loved ones in spirit, but more with ascended masters, uh, higher level spirits, maybe even group entities who speak as one through what's called a channeler. They're really channeling uh, wisdom from these higher level spirits and instead of really messages from our loved ones. That was fascinating. I learned a lot from that. Uh, investigated what's called ADCs, After Death Communications. Great book called Hello from Heaven by Bill and Judith Guggenheim. I highly recommend it. These are the signs and the signals that people send to us 
from the spirit world to let us know they still exist, to let us know they're there, to let us know they're watching over us and that they're with us. Uh, After-death communications. I also had life between lives regressions. A guy named Michael Newton said, you know, what if we do a past life regression and then on the day of that person's death, we just keep going? What happens then? Well, he did that. And I did that. I had that experience. It's like a four or five hour experience. You go day of the death of whatever that lifetime was that you experienced. Well, after that, where do you go? You go into the spirit world. That's our true home. Okay, that's the place that we go between lives. So it's called a life between lives regression and uh, amazing experience. So I had lots and lots of experience with all sorts of different practitioners uh, in the spiritual field and uh, learned a little bit about the afterlife from each and every one of them. And you can read about a lot of the articles that I've written on ofspirit.com, on bestpsychicdirectory.com, bestpsychicmediums.com, and now you get to uh, uh, learn about them on video here on afterlifetv.com. So that's my story. Uh, I hope you found it interesting. And anyways, it probably answers some questions uh, that you had about me and how I got into this and, and helps you get to know me a little bit better, I hope. Thanks.